Hey, this is Zach. And this is Vina. And welcome to Our Uncommon Life. This is a podcast where we talk all things marriage, business, food, and travel. And why the way we do those things make us so different. So, Vina, you want to have the uncomfortable conversation today about money. <laughs> a, I don't think talking about money should be uncomfortable. That's true. B, I'm not really talking about money as much as I want to talk about setting up yourself for success with your bank accounts. What? Yeah. <laughs> does that make sense? No? Yeah, it does. No? It does. We get a lot of questions about this, actually. So I it's like a, a lot of questions, but I feel like I, it comes up in conversation and I feel like I go, ooh, me and Zach do things really different. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it works for us, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I think you're right. Maybe I don't get so many questions about it, but maybe I get a lot of the looks where, like, people want to ask you a question, but because it's about money, they don't want to ask the question. Yeah. I feel like this probably comes up in my career as a hairstylist more than it would come up in your day-to-day yeah. because like I have people that are talking about oh I gotta pay bills I gotta do this oh you know me and my husband we're getting married we're joining everything together you know like me yeah. and my fiance or like oh so it kind of comes up more naturally in my chair as a stylist and it probably would with like you I guess that makes sense doing IT I, work for somebody I don't know but stuff. we like while we're waiting for stuff to load or casually talking to people yeah, you know like it's just you get to know people and stuff they kind of ask and i mean they don't ask directly about the banking situation but how much do you have in there (laughs) that is not what we're talking one dollar yeah so like where i came up with the idea for this is um you know again a lot of my clients will say things like oh i you know i saw that my husband spent this or that or i have a lot of clients like not gonna throw out names they don't want to throw anybody on the bus but that will like literally go to Kroger and do the like cash back thing at the <gasps> checkout so that they have some spending money because Dirty. they have a or they'll buy themselves gift cards. Gift cards. <laughs> so that it just looks like it's the grocery receipt. Oh my God. But and it's like to me, like I'm like, wow, that's crazy because we keep everything pretty much separate. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about you getting mad about what I spend and what I don't spend as long as bills are paid and we don't have collectors coming to the door and we have some savings. Like both of us are good with like whatever. Yeah. So um, so that's where I kind of was thinking about it the other yeah. day. I'm like, oh, I wonder if we should do a podcast on. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. How we do our banking. Yeah, so. I, th- I definitely think it's kind of fun. So. Um, Ooh, can I tell a fun fact? Yeah. Fun fact. I just said this the other day to somebody and they were shocked. So Zach and I met in August, started being like official boyfriend and girlfriend. Of, this is in back in 2009. Yes. Um, oh, this like, is a fun fact. I know where you're in going. In like September. And by like mid-October, we opened a bank account together. Yeah. A savings. It wasn't like we're merging all of our finances together, but we were both kind of like wanting to start learning how to save more. And so we came up with this whole cool idea of how to save. And then we're like, if we break up, we'll split it down the middle. And if we get married, we'll have some cushion for either our house or the wedding. And it actually worked out really well. It worked out really well. But somebody was like, what? Yeah. So... You know, I'd never split a bank account with anybody before. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of talked about it. And it was like, 
you know, being so new in the relationship and just kind of like already knowing kind of that we were both pretty into each other, which is nice. Um, we said uh, we wanted to start small. Yeah. So we started the number per month off relatively small. And I'm not going to throw out any numbers today. I mean, I, don't um, think, I, mean, I think we started like $25 a month okay, or something so like that. Okay, so Vina wants to throw out numbers today. Um, I think it was more than that. Sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> You are Sorry. going to need to edit <laughs> that out. <laughs> so I burped. I apologize. <laughs> was, we're being goofy. We, and we just talked about like how we like that we don't edit things. So we're leaving it. I don't think you can hear it. No, it's I don't fine. think so either. But it was pretty funny. I don't think we've ever had to pause no. in the middle of one of these before. So... That was pretty funny. Sorry. Um. So anyways, we are talking about money. And it's not like, you know, money, like, oh, this is how much we had in here. But we were trying to say, okay, we've never really saved well. So what's a cool way to learn how to do it and not yeah. make it feel like all of a sudden all this money is gone a month. Right. So I think we started at, we each put $25 a month in for sure. the first three months. Yep. And then we moved it up to 50 after those three months. And then we moved up to 100, 100 after yeah. those three months. So we doubled it. And then before long, we were both putting like a, quite a bit of money out of our paychecks yeah. in. And we were matching each other. And we're like, okay, at this point, this is like what a house payment would feel like. And yeah. that's how we kind of got used to that. And we've used this for other things. I felt like you yeah. used this at some point for something big that you wanted to buy. And you're like, let me see. It was, and a, it was so, a Corvette, I yeah, think. Yeah, you put, you started putting the payment aside to see like, okay, how yeah. does this feel? And then by the time you went to go buy it, you were like, cool, now I have a down payment. Right. So that's a fun little hot tip if you want to try savings. Yeah, but. that worked out really well too. Cause I mean, it was a joint account and you know, um, if things didn't work out, we were supposed to split it up, but you know, like also like being so new in a relationship you didn't know mm -hmm. so it's a really good way to like start like with a small amount you know and see i would know. also like to say for those of you maybe in new relationships or whatever it was actually a really good trust building exercise and it kind of let us see each other's characters like if you would have like failed on that yeah. multiple times that have been like okay well we had this agreement right. and There's you can't no even point. follow yeah. through on 25 dollars. Right. like that scares me so the yeah. fact that we both really stuck to it was kind of that was a good good way to like find out some realness of each other yeah i think it was good <laughs> so. i don't want to say it was like a test but no. i mean like I said like at any point when the account got quote-unquote high one of us could have emptied the account and just gone a caveat in there like to where both of us had to sign off they, they couldn't do it at the bank i remember that specifically oh. going okay well this is just going to be like trust yeah we're gonna have to Blind trust each other yep. trust that's funny so yeah so anyways, that's how we started our relationship was yeah. with opening up account, say a joint savings know? account so, yeah. yeah so we didn't know specifically what we we're going to use it for but we knew, we knew we'd hopefully use it someday or just split it and go. Did we use that for our wedding or did we yes. use that for the house? No, we use it for a wedding. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it worked out for the best. Um, but that's where we started our journey with banking was like pretty soon. Yeah. Um, right into the right into the jump of it. So, um, yeah. I didn't realize it was that soon into our relationship. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it might have been October, November, and we had only oh. been dating since the beginning of How did I August. bring that up? <laughs> I think we both were just talking about savings and if we, we were talking about the future, we both, I don't know what it was. It, we're moving from banking to like love things, uh -huh. but um, like, I think we both kind of like knew pretty yeah. quick that like you were my person. Yeah. I, I don't probably, know. Just like, hey, let's, let's save some money together to see if you, see if you take off on me. 
<laughs> but anyways, so um, let's talk about like, yes, how we have our bank account set up, what we do have shared, what we don't have shared, um, things like that. Um, yeah. What do you think? So I, I guess let's start kind of back when we got married and what our strategy was there and kind of grow into what we have now because what we have now is a little more complex. What was it? Well, <laughs> what was our strategy kind of, back then? Like, as we talk about, I mean, it was it was still similar because I still had, my, you know, one of my businesses, mm-hmm. my primary business going. So Intuitive is rolling. And um, so I had those accounts. And I really, um, I have a couple personal accounts. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you had your personal accounts, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we have this joint savings account. And so we said, obviously, we need to open a joint checking account so we can pay some bills, right? Yeah. And so we just kind of naturally kept our accounts open. Yes. You know, our, I'm not going to close my personal account. I'm, you know, it's kind of a pain to do so. Obviously, my business account needs to stay separate. And that's kind of like why we had to keep things separate. And then I also was doing like a booth rental situation. So like I kind of needed to keep that's my right. stuff se- yeah. separated too. Yep. So we kind of had to, because of the businesses, keep things a little separate and then yeah. have something that was each other's, like together. Yep. So. And so what we did is we just started putting money into the joint account mm-hmm. um, and paying our collective bills out of there. Yes. And so, um, you know, the rent payment would come out of there. Like, mm-hmm. I was always responsible for my own vehicle, but that's because the business, you know, helps pay for that. So, I want to say I was two up until a point. Yeah. Like, there came a point where, like, that didn't happen anymore. But I, like, when we first got married, like, I still paid all my bills. Yeah, that's you right. still paid all your bills. And then the joint account, the joint, like, paid yeah. our cable, our yeah, internet, our, our utilities, and our rent. Yep. And, and savings. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. But we both still had all of our own. I think we paid our, our, like, independent health insurance out of there, too. Because Intuitive didn't carry insurance yes. back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so all of those things, I mean, I guess even our vehicle insurance probably came out of our own pockets. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so weird thinking about this. I'm like, when did a lot of that change? <laughs> but so that's how we started it. And that's yeah. like why we chose to not do, okay, we're getting married. Everything's going under one, like everything's yeah. going together. I think uh, like something I'll add to that is it's a little bit different for us because like as a business owner, you know, like you're trying to grow a business. And so my salary really wasn't like I couldn't put consistent money in that account. I could make sure that we had enough to cover the bills, but like, it's not like I received the same paycheck every week back then. Right. And so it was easier for me and probably more fair to you to say, Hey, I can contribute X amount of dollars to all of our bills. You can contribute Y, but I need to reserve my personal account for me because that's kind of the money I can spend or can't spend. Mm Mm-hmm. And to expect you to go, oh, wow, Zach couldn't get pay himself this week. So you don't get any money. Like, yeah, it's just like it was kind of weird. And I think it make things really complex. Yeah, so. it definitely. Um, we definitely I think that that just worked for us. And plus, yeah. at the same time, at the end of the day, like I personally like having some separate things because then it's not like I'm like looking at the bank statement for you and right. being like, oh my gosh, Zach, you swiped your debit card again today and you shouldn't have, you know what I mean? Like it kind of keeps us more like, I don't know, like I can spend my money on what I want to spend it on as long as my bills are paid. You can do what you want. Yeah. It just, 
there's a little more freedom to it. And I don't feel like neither one of us is like overwatching. Yeah, and I don't think there's that temptation to judge someone. Oh, you spent $100 at the bar on this or you spent... Five hundred dollars buying whatever at Nordstrom or wherever you shop. The, the you know. The problem is now is that all the Amazon and Nordstrom and Aloe and Moon Juice packages show <laughs> up at the door, and you're like, "You have five packages today." Yeah. So I get so the funny. judgment that way. Yeah. <laughs> Where Zach will just show up in a new car. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about we that the other day. That was like one of my like early on things. Is like <laughs> we had just gotten married. I think that November, I was like, yeah. I think my check engine light came out of my car, and I was like, yep, time for a new one. And I was like, what? I, just, I remember we were in our little condo yeah, in yeah. Waterford, and you and your best friend yeah. at the time <laughs> rolled up, and I was like, what is going on? I was making dinner for you guys or something, and you're like, hey. I got the same color and the same model I had before, just newer. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. So funny. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty, pretty hilarious. But yeah, that's, I mean, we each like to spend our money in different ways. And so I like that we don't um, have to judge each other on that. Yeah, I think that's kind of nice. And then like, also just because of the nature of like what I do, and I guess you wouldn't have access to the business accounts anyways. I mean, we have our joint one that we we share right now, but um, like, I think it keeps a lot of, I don't want to say noise out because you kind of understand what I do, but like some other people may not. You know, some of the some of the credit card bills, it's not uncommon for one of my credit cards to hit sixty, seventy thousand dollars in a month. <gasps> and I would vomit. Right. And I, we, we, I couldn't. We pay watch the balance it. off every month. Yeah. Because that's a business card. But to to people, people are going like sixty, seventy thousand dollars in a month. Yeah. That's yeah. what it takes to I don't operate. wanna see any of that noise right. at all. Yeah. So like like it could freak someone out. So yeah. it's good that we keep that stuff separate, you know. Yeah. So that's how we started into uh-huh. marriage. Um, and then I'm going to say it was probably about 2014. So about three years into being actually married. Yep. So we opened our first joint bank account in 2009. We got married yep. in 2011. And then um, a couple years, three years later is when we decided we need to sit down with a financial advisor. Yeah. Yep. And that's when we first opened up like our like first investment account. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of like when we decided like little things like, okay, I'm going to fund this for yep. a while. And um, so we, we had to come up with some new strategies yeah. um, there, but we opened up our first like um, investment account that um, at first it was me and now we both are matching yep. into that. Um, so that was another account yeah. added. I'd heard that uh, from a client once that like their wife's purpose for work was to um, basically was the retirement. So all her money went into retirement. Mm-hmm. Everything else is covered by him. And so um, I thought that was kind of a cool way to, to do it. And so back then, that's what we did was that you, you know, you put you were responsible for putting in the savings. And I think that's probably when I took over um, car payments. Yeah, I think that's like when you yeah. kind of like. Like your money went into the like the, the joint accounts and all my money went into like the retirement yep. fund kind yep. of a thing. And that's we've we still do a lot of that. Do yeah. a lot of that. So yep. yeah. So that that you know, and I think one of the cool things about sitting down with financial planner um was kind of an eye opener a little bit where it was like it kind of made us think about like like we were young, we were doing well, you know, like it, it felt really good to do what we were doing, but like we probably thought we were doing better than we, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so sitting out a financial advisor was like, hey, you guys need to be putting away X amount of dollars. And we're like, well, how are we going to do that? 
you know yeah. and i mean you think about the times like we had our house payment was what like 600 bucks oh god i really miss that house payment. i do too we bought our first home during the recession and it was a foreclosure and we renovated it yeah so that's how we yeah. had such a great house i love that house yeah. i love that house payment we just had really bad neighbors yeah <laughs> so, really bad neighbors oh, but, Ho- hope oh. they're not listening <laughs> oh my gosh Pam, yeah. it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> we love Pam. I actually saw one of our bad neighbors the other day. Oh, did you? Said hello. Wah, wah. Yeah. Anyway, so we, um, you know, we're really lucky with that. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, like it afford, it allowed us to renovate relatively easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which was cool. Uh, we paid cash for everything that that we did there, um, <laughs> which was fun. But I think that's kind of when we had that mental shift of like. Oh, if we want to do this when we retire, mm-hmm. this is what we need to save. And it was it was kind of shocking, I think. Yeah. And then the advisor we sat down with was like, hey, he spent like two hours with us. He was yeah. super awesome. And he goes, guys, he goes, listen, you guys have any more questions? We're like, no, I think we're good. Like, what are we what are the next steps? And he's like, I work with clients that, you know, their portfolios are worth a million dollars plus. He's like, I think I'm going to give you guys down to, you know, I'm going to refer you guys out to his nephew, (laughs) which has worked out really, really well for us. Yeah, Um, we love it. It's been awesome. But like, what a cool guy to spend a couple hours with us and show us what these people are doing. Yeah, it was one of my clients referred us to him. Yeah, which is a great referral. with us because of my client told him, you know. It was great. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like it was kind of eye-opening on like what we needed to be doing. And so we went to work on, on starting to do that. Yeah. And so that was a big step was opening that account um, and kind of saving in that in that space. And I will say as well, like there came a point where your business exponentially started growing to where my business, I can, I've made more money in my business, but at some point, like I am never going to be able to make what your business makes. And you, so you need to have those discussions too. Like what is fair? What's the capacity? You know, yeah. what's the, okay, you're saving X amount. I'll never be able to save that amount. Mm-hmm. So like, what is fair? What's a good way to break things up? Because like once that started happening, you're like, okay, now I'll start matching you into the savings. Right. You know what I mean? And it's because I can't contribute anymore or right. I won't have enough money to pay bills. So, right. you know, so you have to have those discussions as well yeah. um so but then when things did start kind of branching out like that is like when we started actually opening up like individual roth iras yep so now we have our joint accounts yep we have each of our separate accounts yep we've got a joint investment account yep. and now we each have individual roth yep. accounts which we compete on and Vina does better than me. I do. I, I picked some bad ends late the last couple times. But Starbucks? Starbucks was up quite Starbucks a bit. Starbucks was up quite a bit. I have Starbucks and GM and yeah. like it's kind of fun. It's just kind of a fun little thing. I try to like really do some research on like I I really try to like pick companies in my personal Roth IRA <laughs> that are like, okay, these are like women CEOs right. or these companies believe in green, like they're better for the earth. Like I'm trying to do things or places I personally shop at. Yeah. You know, so I try to do stuff that either I can support, get behind, or I'm already using. Yeah. So where Zach's like, ooh, tech, which is in your wheelhouse. I, I know. You it's, know. It is kind of funny. And I was just going to say, like, how much we've learned about each other based on that. Because I'm like, you'll do your research on it. I'm like, this is a new innovation. And this technology could be, and I understand the risk of it. Yeah. But I'm like, this could be really cool. I'm throwing all my money here. 
Um, which is funny because I don't know if you guys remember our like, well, like our different like personality things. Like we did one with uh-huh. your friend recently yeah. and I'm very research. I want all the knowledge. I want to gain all the things, which is funny because recently I did like a, like a astrology thing yeah. and it says the same thing. And I wanted to show it to, so to Julie yeah. because I was like, this is so interesting that this is saying the exact same yeah. things as my personality test. That's funny. I really like to research stuff. Yeah, where I'm more of like slam it into place and figure it out yeah. as you go. I'm an information gatherer. Yeah. I'm like, like I said like like I sometimes I explain to like newer employees that work with us like it's like if they've ever seen the Lego movie, mm-hmm. the master builder that's like just building as the machines like flying down the road, you know, yeah. like that's totally my style because that excites me. Yeah. You know, and so when I buy, when I pick my stocks, I'm like, hey, I've got all these great stocks you've never heard of before. They're going to be worth $100 a share tomorrow or $0 a share. <laughs> and I kind of like the like ones that are like yeah. steady, you right. know, whatever. But. Which, which is smart. But it's so it's that's kind of a fun thing. And I think one of the cool things about that and discussing that is number one, like talking about finances with somebody, like it can be really uncomfortable for people. Like where I'm, I'm usually pretty wide open about it. Yeah. And then, uh, but like her and I talking about it, like Vina and I talking about it is like, it's kind of cool to understand where your mindset is when you're making decisions there and how you make the decisions. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, did you know that L'Oreal, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I had no clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of cool to like talk to each other about how we're making those decisions. And it's fun to be kind of competitive there and uh, have you kick my butt there. And, it, and honestly, it's it makes savings a little fun you know because yeah. with our big investment account we both just throw money in there and like our guy does whatever he does yeah. you talk to him sometimes and make choices but it's really because those are portfolios like you're not picking individual stocks sometimes you can go through and do that but that's like more risky blah blah, blah. with your ira i did you great have with to, apple and google last year the well, very when we first invested um it was great we had to sell some of those off <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we did well with those because yes, we, we just did. did sell them off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you make some cool choices yeah, and at the right fun. times. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make it fun, and um, that kind of leads me into like I had read like a financial book at some point um, for like women and finances. Mm-hmm. I like to sometimes read books about finances that are written by women. Um, more a little more woo woo than like. Susie Orman like I don't yeah like I like to hear a little bit more of like mindset around money and like women's mindset around money and something that I had read was like you know having savings is sexy like and so like you know like you can make it fun you can make it it doesn't have to be like oh I have to put money into savings and I can't buy it because all you're doing that's money that you get to spend later you know what I mean? So if you like, if you're a spender, it's like cool because I'm gonna spend this later on something really cool. You know, like I'm gonna spend something on a big house when I retire someday, and that's gonna be fun. So like, yeah. seeing that grow and build actually can be very fun, very rewarding. Yeah. And when you have a partner that you can talk about those things with and make it fun and rewarding, mm-hmm. it's even better. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, I think those are like some of the cool things that we've grown into. I think like I keep on going back to what like we learn about each other with it. And I, I think like I remember specifically one day I made a decision on our joint um, account with our financial advisor about something. And you said, Zach, that's our money in there. We both contributed to that. Like I would like to be a part of those decisions because yeah. it was a pretty big decision, I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. 
my mistake, and you're right, I should have consulted you before we spent X amount of dollars on X, Y, or Z stock, whatever yeah. it was, right? And so I know that you you trust me to do certain things there, but um, that I always need to come back and tell you like, hey, I did this, this, and this. And then if there's a big decision, like let's say like that, the withdrawal we had to make or the sell-off we had to do yeah. last year or the year before, um, you know, that's something we have to talk about because there's consequences for both of that for both yeah. of us with that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That we both had to pay for. Ugh, gross. Literally taxes. out of pocket. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that also leads me into something else, again, about women and finances. First of all, we can't be scared to ask questions. We oh. can't be scared to tell our husbands, like, hey, this is our money and we need to talk about this. And if you don't understand something, like uh, there was a couple months ago, you were talking about something and we were driving and I said, hey, whoa, can you back up? Yeah. Like, you said this and this. Can you like explain what that actually means? Because right. like I can just nod and go, oh yeah, yeah. But if I really don't understand something, like that's not fair to me. And like right. as women, we're just really not taught as much um, to talk about these things because that's the man's job. And it's like, no, ladies, ask Which, questions. Yeah. You're allowed to say no. Well, <laughs> so. From a guy's perspective, I mean, I know a lot of guys that that work and their wives pay the bills, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and I'm not in one of those situations where, you know, I mean, you pay all the bills, but you'll ask me questions, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would want you to ask me questions from, from a financial perspective. If you don't understand, if you're the one in charge of paying bills, like I want you to understand as much, as much or more about mm-hmm. finance than I understand. I think it's interesting though, because it's like a lot of times, like the man works, the woman's paying the day-to-day bills and knowing what's going on in all the accounts, but then it's like the man's responsibility to be in charge of like the investments. And it's like, well, wait, you don't even know what's going on in our right, household. Right, right, right. Well, how much can we save? Yeah, like it's You don't really know how much money's going out, right? So I, th- I guess from all this, like make sure you're talking to your partner about It's uncomfortable finances. sometimes, but like it gets really more uncomfortable if you're having problems. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, you can start out with like a little problem. And then turn into a big problem. So why not talk about it when it surfaces? Yeah. You know, like for, I think the, and I'm thankful that you handle all the bills around here and for our condo mm-hmm. because I handle all the bills for everything else, you know, mm-hmm. for intuitive and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I need that help for sure. So, so really this episode is about how many bills between both of us, we actually pay. <laughs> more bank accounts, more bills. So, and then I, I, will, I will say, I think it was a couple years ago. I, I know you have other accounts besides the ones we've talked about. Like you have like a fun little investment account. You have more savings accounts. I have three personal savings accounts that are all for different purposes. Plus my checking account that I, I just started doing that like two years ago when I got really into savings. I was like, that's it. I'm saving some money. La la la. And I like started really building up my bank accounts, which is great. And I don't know why I can't be in that mindset this year. (laughs) You can be, you just haven't found the groove yet. (laughs) haven't found the groove. So, um, I really started separating things there and watching different ones grow for different purposes. Um, and I know you have all those as well. So, I mean, yeah, I just did a quick count. Um, in my head and with all the accounts that I manage and and some of these are credit card accounts too but the account kind of is the same because I have expenses coming out and then money quote unquote going in mm-hmm. um, because then I have to match it with the bank account and all this other stuff uh, 22 is my quick count 
Oh my gosh. Yes. So I managed 22 accounts. I That makes me want to vomit. I, I mean, we I managed... You managed quite a few. Like if we're talking about my, like all of my bank accounts mine plus do, the two. Mine doesn't account. My, mine doesn't account uh, for our our joint accounts. Because I yeah. manage that. Yep. For the most part. Yep. I mean, I'm probably at like 10, yeah, 11 that I manage. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, but it works for us. And if anything comes of this, like, you know, just kind of think like, could I maybe have another savings account that I don't touch or should I be moving? I have a really, really big savings account, but maybe I need to put that into like a money market account or maybe I could open up a Roth IRA and start making some interest and, you know, making some money back. Mm -hmm. And that's like what we try to do as much as possible. And I said this to somebody the other day that Zach and I don't have traditional nine to five corporate jobs that provide us with 401ks and matching. We have to do all that ourselves. So if we didn't do these things, and that's why we're trying to build our real estate portfolios, our Uh investment portfolios, this is why we're trying to do these things because we need our money to work as hard as it possibly can so we can still go on all these vacations even someday when we retire and aren't working. (laughs) Hold on a second. I am always going to work. It's just going to be the thing that I do. That is my vacation. Go away and work. (laughs) It's great. But yeah, I think that, you know, there's a lot of different options out there for people. And I mean, some people think that like, I I remember feeling this is like, I'll never be able to save enough money to do this. Why would I start at $25 a month? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that just the act of going to open a savings account is a huge first step. And then talking to a financial planner about overall strategy and that can get really intimidating. Like I said, our, the first guy we met with said, yeah, we deal with people that have a million dollars or more. I was like a million dollars. Like I've got like 500 dude, $500, not (laughs) (laughs) 500,000, you know? So like, I was like, it can be really intimidating, but that concept that we talked about in the beginning is starting small of that $25. We learned to live without that every month, and then we bumped it to 50 and Then we learned to live without. We learned to live without it and bumped to 100 and then to 200 And now we're saving X amount of dollars a month between, like, I save X, you save Y, and yeah. it equals Z. You know, i probably comfortable saying we save about 25% of our, our income. Yeah, I, I personally save more than that. Yeah, you do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you look at our collective income mm-hmm. together, it's about 25% um, of, of what we bring in that we're yeah. saving, which is awesome. Yeah, um, it's awesome. And the, the crazy part is, is that we've learned to live without that. We still do the vacations. We still do the dinners. We still do, I mean, we're, we do a lot of things that we want to do. Um, yeah. And it's, and you have to have a fine balance there too. Cause yeah. I know people like you had a friend at one point that like literally would never spend money on anything. Yeah. It has to be saved. It has to be saved. It has to be saved. And it's like, well, you still want to have fun with your life. Right. right? Like that's how we feel at least. Yeah. Like we still want to be able to do certain things, but we do know the importance of saving. So we try to do like a fine balance to where we're like, okay, yeah, we want to go on vacation again. Cool. That's awesome. Right. But we're also saving. Yeah. That, so. that, that savings money becomes a bill. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it is to us. And you, mm-hmm. when you and I agree to increase the bill, it's just increased. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows bills never go down. <laughs> so nowadays, no, they're just going up and up and up. But yeah, so I, I think like that's that's like a really cool thing to just keep in mind is that you know even if you can only save five bucks a month, it's a starting point to get in that habit. And that's five bucks. You'll be like, oh, I didn't even 
remember that I had that. I mean, even like um, the cool thing, like our the salon I'm working for right now, we're going on a big trip, um, this big education thing. And I love that they do this. Um, so we're going to Manhattan. So they give us all the option. Would you like fifty dollars a paycheck taken out? So by the time we get to our place. You have this money you can spend either on the hotel or on food or whatever, and you don't even have to think about it. And um, probably almost every single person that's going says yes. Even somebody like me who's like, I'm established, I have savings accounts or whatever. But it is nice because now I I, I know I have, I'm going to have like $1,000 just set aside for when I go to Manhattan that I can put. I mean, hotels in Manhattan are expensive. How do they, I give, can, how do they give that to you? They write it as a check, I believe. To you? Mm-hmm. At the, so they hold, they, it's in our check breakdown. Sorry, tangent. Um, yeah, it's on my check. It shows miscellaneous and it shows that it's saved on the side. And then at the end, I think they write us back a check. It's been a long time since I've had them okay. do that for anything. So I was thinking, I'm like, man, if they hold that money, number one, it's whole, total side tangent. I'm like, it's, it's money, it's capital that the business is holding, which is brilliant. Yeah. And then it's a write-off for them as well. Not that an employee, like, not the wages aren't, but it's a write-off for them if they book the hotel for you guys, book the flights, whatever it is. Plus, it's the capital they got to hold on to. And they avoided paying um, employment taxes. Well, at the same time, I will say that they're they're not paying for the hotel. Like, we're paying for right. that. So they're booking, but they're not. So it's, we... it's, but it's money that shows up on your check. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're actually technically paying you the money. Then. Yeah, they're yeah. just holding it so, for um, But yeah, so that's, it's really that's cool. cool. But it's, it's funny to see how much that, right... It's just fifty dollars every two weeks. Right. So it's twenty five dollars a week that they're saving for us. Yeah. And in nine months, I'll have a thousand dollars. Yeah. Close to just under, but still, it's like twenty five bucks a week, hundred dollars. That yeah. adds up fast. Yeah. Like I remember them telling us a long time ago. Oh, you put five dollars every day you work. You put five dollars in an envelope. Right. Out of your tips. Yeah. And at the end of the year, you'll have X amount. So little tiny things can add up to be a lot. So starting little, like us starting back then has grown into what we have now because we learned the discipline behind it. Right. So. I think like, uh, you know, something that I always think in the back of my head is that, you know, I heard a statistic last year or something like that is that X X percentage of Americans, it's it's a lot, Um, might be like five out of six or something like that. Don't have access to five hundred dollars in the case of an emergency. I thought you had told me it was like three hundred percent. No, three hundred dollars. Like, they don't have access to like three hundred. It, it might be. It might be three hundred bucks. But like, if you think about like your deductible for your car, whether it's five hundred or thousand or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Like, the the odds of a, a vehicle accident. I don't want to say it like I don't want to jinx anything, but like relatively high if you travel every day to work, right? Mm-hmm. So. Having that saved up, like you said, in nine months, that's $25 a week. Mm-hmm. It might be a little steep for some people. So like starting somewhere small, but at least building up to that cushion. And then also like a lot of health insurance plans have deductibles. After you knock down saving that $500 for that deductible for the vehicle accident, let's start saving towards having the health deductible in the bank account. Mm-hmm. And living without that $25 a week or that $5 a week or whatever you can afford to put in there. Yeah. It's just a really good habit to build. I want to say most financial experts, and I'm talking, I'm talking every single like I'm talking if you're woo woo, if you're traditional, if you're Dave Ram, is it Dave Ramsey? Dave Ramsey, yeah. Dave Ramsey, up to like the the ones that I listen to that aren't as 
Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Um, I think every <laughs> single person will always agree on the very first thing you should save is an emergency fund. Yes. It is, I, I, don't don't try to all of a sudden like, oh, I have all this credit card debt. I'm going to throw all this money towards that. No, pay your minimums right. until you have your emergency fund yep. saved because that's the biggest, that's the thing that's going to put, if one thing happens to you, that you need to have your emergency fund taken care of. So yeah, making sure you can cover your mm-hmm. your health deductible or your vehicle deductible would be like the number one thing to start with first. So have your savings, your checkings and your emergency savings period. And then move from there, you know? So that's access to capital. You know, we talk about that from business, but like from a personal perspective, Mm -hmm. like emergencies do happen, you know, and you know, having the money to be able to pay for that surprise, you know, car accident or fender bender or er bill you know what i mean like having that available is huge what do you think if we're going to close this episode out would be your like two main takeaways from this conversation or your two main like biggest pieces of advice uh i think that like just i guess it's not really advice or i guess the lessons i've learned over the years Mm -hmm. Of doing this with you, and by no means are we perfect, and our, our strategy no. may not be like rock solid. And it's not for everybody, I guarantee it's that. It's not because we have a unique be- set of circumstances. Between tw- thirty-two bank accounts, from what we just counted, real quick, <laughs> for two of us, that's <laughs> you know, you it's a lot, silly. right? Um, so our our situation is a little bit different, but I think that the biggest thing is is that if I really think about the core of what it is, is it doesn't matter the amount of money you're saving you just learn to live without it and still do the things you want to, which I think is kind of amazing Mm -hmm. because like over the last five years, we've exponentially increased the amount of money that we're saving, but our lives don't feel any different. We traveled last year more than we ever have. Yeah. And we're saving more than we ever have. So it's like you do learn. It sounds like it might sound like a lot of money to you at first, no matter what the dollar amount is. Mm -hmm. Just start taking it out of your check and putting it away where you can't touch it. And thinking about how it feels, not the not necessarily the amount in the account, because you might look at it and go, "Well, that wasn't worth it," or you know, it's a small amount. Of course, it's small. You've only done it for three months, so after three months, what you and I probably had one hundred and fifty dollars in our account. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were saving twenty five a month, but that was money that we were probably just spending on other things. Yeah, that's so, extra trips yeah. to Starbucks. Yeah, now it's over there. Mm-hmm. So. After you build that and grow that and learn to live without it, you can keep on making it bigger and learn to live without whatever, you know, whatever the money you are saving, you know. Honestly, it's, it makes you kind of go like, wow, are we just blowing this money? Oh, yeah, you're just blowing it. <laughs> it's amazing. You're just blowing it. Yeah. It's it weird. Really funny. So um, that's that's lesson number one. And then, like, for me, the, the other thing is, like, it forced... I, I think this is the really cool unintended consequence is that it forces us to talk a lot about money early on. Mm-hmm. And I keep on hearing that money is one of those things that people argue about in relationships a lot. All the time. Mm-hmm. Money and kids. And I think that a lot of that would solve, be solved by communication. Like as, as we're young, we're always taught, don't talk about money. Like I had asked a really good friend of mine at one point how much money he has saved. And he looked at me. I mean, I've known this kids for, for forever. He goes, I'm not telling you that. And I'm like, it's not my business. You're right. But like, had he asked me to open up, I would have opened every one of my bank accounts, shown him everything that we have or don't have in all of our accounts because like, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, and at the same time,
same time, being a young man and talking to other young men that are like starting to build their lives and marriages and whatever, being like, hey, like, uh, can we talk about this? I want to see, like, right. do I need to make some changes? Like, I, I think it'd be nice to be able to be a little bit more open about that conversation yeah. and having somebody you can talk to about that. You right. know, but we're so taught to not do it. Oh, it's don't so ask, sad. don't ask, don't ask. I'll tell you exactly how much I make and exactly how much I work and exactly what I do. I am too open. I would start throwing numbers out on this podcast. But, I know, but I think, know. That, I think that... Uh, no, I know. That changes the, the lens that people see it in. I agree, but I'm just saying I am a very open person when it comes yeah. to to that and I think you are as well I am too Mm -hmm. I mean sit down with me I'll talk about it all day long Mm -hmm. but like some people aren't willing to share but to me what that would bring to you and I in our dynamic we wouldn't be able to talk about money how much money do I how much money do you save well I'm not going to talk about that Mm -hmm. how much money do you put in your accounts you're like I'm not going to talk about that how much credit card debt do you have Mm. I'm not going to talk about that Mm. like if we don't talk about those things and then all of a sudden one day it implodes and then you have to open everything up and go, yeah, I screwed up here, 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 and That's here. It's a way worse conversation. My God, it's a terrible conversation to have. As opposed to go, hey, you know, 100 bucks short this month. Do you mind covering, uh, <laughs> do you mind covering dinner here, babe? Yeah. Or like, I mean, I've had conversations with you before about um, like, okay, this next six months, I really want to work on paying off my credit card debt. Yeah. Um. And then, like, I remember at one point, like, I had to take your Yukon for something and it didn't have any gas in it. And I was like, <laughs> crap. Like, like, this is a $90 fill up, but I'm really trying to, like, put my money aside right now. But I'm like, whatever, Zach fills up my car all the time. It's fine. But it's, like, you know, but I, yeah. I talked to you about that. Like, I've said, like, oh, babe, like, let's not go out to dinner tonight. Or, like, hey, do you mind paying for dinner? Because I am, I do have this certain goal. And you were, like, super supportive of yeah. that, you know? Um there's been nights where like, hey, let's just stay home and play a game and pop some popcorn yeah. and both like we don't need to spend money this week, right. but we have to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's, it's kind of a natural part of our conversation now because we've always done that. Like, hey, you know, things are a little bit tight right now. So like, let's just do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, okay, cool. You know, it's not a problem, but where some people are just like, okay, I'm not going to use this credit card because it's maxed out. I'm going to use this credit card instead. You know, like. Yeah. And then when that one's maxed out and you don't have any more credit cards, what do you do then? Is yeah. that is that when you choose to have the conversation? It's usually real. It's a really big problem then. But if you just work on it beforehand, it's not that big of a deal. Well, that leads me to my kind of like aha uh-huh moment. I, I don't know if there's two, but leading into, I have a sense of accountability. So whether you're single, you're married, whatever, having somebody you can talk to this stuff about and having somebody hold you accountable. Yeah. Like when we have our meetings. And I set personal goals. And a lot of times mine are centered around money because I struggle. I've always struggled with being a little bit of a spender and watching the credit cards tick up a little bit. I'm really good nowadays about being able to pay those off. Yeah. You know, I don't mind holding a little debt where yeah. Zach doesn't like to hold any credit card debt, but I don't mind because yeah. I know I'm going to pay them off. Like we're right. just different in that sense. But it is nice to have somebody say like, hey, I have this goal of paying this off by July. Will you check in with me about that goal? So whether, like, that could be a girlfriend. That could be, hey, mom, I have this goal and I've been struggling with savings. Can we, can I have you help? I I need you to be, help me be accountable to this, you know? So I think us doing that so early in our marriage, we built this kind of like accountability. At no means ever in my life do I want to come to you and say, Zach, I need your help to pay my bills. (laughs) I would rather 
like lick the dirt off a driveway <laughs> oh. and ask you for help with my bills yeah. because I've went to Nordstrom too many times and all of a sudden I'm like, Zach, I'm in a pickle. No, no, I will get myself out of that situation right. because that's like an accountability thing. I don't want to have to come to you for that. Like, well, and I think, you know, it's funny as from an accountability perspective as, a, as an accountability partner, quote mm-hmm. unquote, with that, I would look at you and go, okay, what is the situation? I can help you with your strategy, but this is not my, this is not my problem to fix for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, you're my wife. Would I be like, okay, here we can take care of this, this, and this, and then you can pay me back? Yes, absolutely. But that's kind of one of the benefits from having separate accounts too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I can take from mine to give to yours to make sure that this is taken care of, but you know. There's a strategy behind getting paid back on that too, like, you know. Yeah. It's it's it's. I guess that's kind of an, another one of those unintended consequences of what we do. Because if we spend it out of a joint account, what do we do? You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's our collective money. Exactly. You know? Um, I think I remember how I saved a couple years ago. As I did, that we did have a thing where. Like if I didn't save a certain amount of money that I said I was going to save, I was going to have to pay you something. And I don't remember what it was, but it worked because I was like, no, like yeah, I will save this money I before I like. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was either, but it was something enough to You're going to have me... to pay. Yeah. You're going to have to pay. It was several thousand dollars. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was something crazy. So it was like, I, I don't know if it was like a consulting fee or something like that. I don't know like, what it was. So I was but also, it worked, yeah. But having accountability is huge. And I think um, that's what we learned early on. It's like, we just started dating. I don't want Zach to think that I'm not going to put my $25 in this month. And it was $25. Bucks. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't want to let you down. Yeah. And I wanted to be a person of my word. So having accountability. And then also my other thing is... It was 25 bucks a month when we started. I mean, I honestly was being all transparent coming out of a bankruptcy. I had no money saved. You know, like I had a lot of crazy things that had happened, you know, all around the time that we had met. And I was really trying to learn on how to do these things. And we started with $25 a month. You know? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And it worked. It changed my mindset around money 100%. So just start. Even yeah. if it's ten dollars a month, yeah. so just start where you're at. With something. Start with something. So. I think I remember looking at that account at one point. There was a thousand dollars in there, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, and I probably didn't tell you this because I didn't want you to think I was some broke kid, which I was. We were both broke. Kids. We were both broke. <laughs> kids. Man, we've come a long way in fourteen. Years. I remember thinking, <laughs> wow, there's a thousand dollars in there. I've never had a thousand dollars in my bank account in my life. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is crazy, right? And so I think that. To kind of piggyback off your accountability thing, like, I think having that partner there to go, like, if I don't show up, they're going to be disappointed. That's the definition of accountability partner. Some people think accountability partner really is just someone that calls and checks in on you and you Mm -hmm. go, no, I'm not done with that. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Now, an accountability partner is someone that, like, is in it with you almost. Mm -hmm. Just like Vina and I were together on this is that if my $25 didn't hit the account by this date... She's gonna think I'm a loser. That I that I, I don't like, want to disappoint. And I think that yeah. was I, you know what maybe that's one of the things about that being such a small number for us was that we both knew we could do twenty five dollars a month because we were sitting down having dinner that I'm sure was twenty five bucks a person. Mm-hmm. And so 
we both knew that it wasn't that big of a challenge for us to do it. We both knew we could do it individually. And if the money didn't show up, that like we just didn't have enough self-control to do it. And so it just says something about somebody else. So if you could find an accountability partner that would go into something like that with you, it might not have to be a joint account. If it's your spouse, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But... Shoot, open one up with a girlfriend. Uh, that's and say, what I was hey, say. In two open, years, open let's a, go to Yeah, wherever. open a savings account yeah. with, with your best friend and share bank account statements on the next month. And say, I put mine in. Did you put yours in? Gosh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's just kind of a cool way to do it because, like, you, you know you can do it. And then you go, well, what else can I do? 50. Okay, let's do 50. Then next month, you might challenge someone and go, you know what? We can double that. It's 100. Like, do you feel comfortable? I mean, we could go up from 50 to 75. Yeah. We go up to 50 to 60. I mean, what else? You want to make it, like, you want to feel it, but you don't want to feel it, yeah. right? Okay, I think this would might make me a little bit more uncomfortable, but I think that's doable, you know? So it's it's right. kind of fun, too. Yeah. It is it's kind fun. of weird to push the limits of what you thought you could do or couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Put them out like that and then realize that all the stuff that you're still doing that you don't have to give up and then now you're saving. It's like the money came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. It's, it is really cool though. I think this might be one of my favorite conversations we've done in a long time Yeah, on here. me too. I love it. Was it was fun. So hopefully you guys had some good takeaways from today. I know Vina and I probably discovered a lot of stuff kind of just talking this out. Yeah. Um, and I've never really thought about the strategy of doing that very much, but so I'm super excited now. Yeah, I love it. So um, man, if you guys start doing something different or this has sparked a little like curiosity and you yeah. start putting some money away, we would love to know Yeah, that. I'd love to so, hear about that. Um, always like leave us a comment, leave us, uh, I think you can comment on Spotify nowadays. I think, you know, on our, social um let us know like we would love to to hear about it and like congratulate you and root you on yeah for sure yeah Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate you guys joining us and uh, listening to us talk about food and and life and all the things that Vina and I love to talk to you guys about every week. If you guys could do us a favor and leave a review on whatever platform you guys listen to us on, we would really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much and have a great day.